And welcome back for Jeff MacArthur. I'm Arlene Bynan. We all know what it's like. Your phone's broken or your computer's broken, some kind of a device, and you can't repair it because nobody wants you to know how to repair it. Uh, first thing I do, if it's some small thing, you know, you Google it, and sometimes they'll say, jiggle this, do that, or whatever you do. But there is a move afoot to change this. You know, Apple continues to fight legislation that would make it easy for all of us to repair iPhones or MacBooks, electronics. But there is a new generation of students who are learning how to reduce e-waste and... They are getting training on repairing things. So it's called the Right to Repair Activists. And in the United States, they've been asking state legislators to get companies to offer it. Do we have a right to repair? Joining us is Shruti Shekhar, who's a tech writer at Mobile Syrup. Shruti, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. All right, it's frustrating. What do you think the chances are here? Do you think that they're going to open things up or they want us to buy bigger, better, faster, stronger? <laughs> well, good question. Um, so actually, the right to repair movement, as you mentioned, has been going in the U.S. for quite some time, almost over a decade, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's finally actually made its way into Canada, uh, and uh, Ontario NPP Michael Couteau actually introduced it in legislation uh, in the Ontario legislature. And unfortunately, his uh, private member's bill uh, did not pass. Similarly to what is happening in the U.S., Michael Couteau actually wanted to have uh, the same type of rules be enacted in Canada. And essentially, that means, you know, having the right to access to the information of how to repair your phones, um, not just phones, but, you know, any type of device, whether it's your, like, KitchenAid supplies, a microwave, et cetera, those kind of things, but primarily designed around cell phones. Um, you know, Mr. Couchot actually told me in the past that mm -hmm. he had a phone and it broke and he didn't want to spend, you know, hundreds of dollars to repair one small thing. Why can't, why couldn't he just do it himself? Mm -hmm. So that's what this bill would have essentially done. Unfortunately, you know, the conservatives in Ontario did not pass it and uh, for various reasons. So, you know, the hope is that it's going to come into Canada. Just not sure when. <laughs> All right. You know, you can kind of get it. I mean, they build their business model around if you can get away with it. I'm sure that a lot of people would do it. But in manufacturers say it's going to undermine their security models. What do you say? You know, tides take a long time to turn. Do you have a sense that eventually this is going to bust up? I do 100% think so. Um, already it's sort of... Um kind of changing in the industry, whether or not legislature uh, or legislation passes. Um, you know, you have companies like Mobile Clinic, which is similar to iFixit, uh, which I can talk about in just a second. But Mobile Clinic has already kind of helping people uh, repair their phones. They have manuals. They have the, the tools necessary. And they're saying, you know, it's going to be cheaper. Uh, we'll, we'll make it cheaper for you. So, when I spoke with the CEO of Mobile Clinic, he said this move is kind of already taking place in the tech industry. Uh, players in the industry are already seeing that it's so expensive to fix these sort of devices. So they're taking it upon themselves to help reduce the cost, but also help reduce the amount of environmental waste that, um, you know, these repairs uh, 
take place. You know, when you when you break a phone, what do you end up doing if you can't fix it and it's too expensive? You chuck it. Where does that go? It's going to go into the environment. And so by having this type of legislation, it helps reduce that environmental waste, right? Is, is this being pushed by a, a new generation? I mean, this um, students are getting some credit for this. Yeah, so um, iFixit, as I mentioned earlier, it's actually mm-hmm. a company based in the U.S., mm-hmm. and they're, um, they've sort of kind of done this entire movement where uh, they have all these sort of tools available online that you can purchase. They have manuals that are available, and they're actually helping U.S. students learn how to do it themselves. Um, they're participating. They're, they're doing this participation with 80 uh, colleges and universities across the country in the U.S., and they're helping teachers work with uh, their students to, to teach them how to fix their own phones. And I think that's pretty, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's smart. You know, why wouldn't you want to get involved in helping students learn from the get-go? I know, but everybody else wants to do it as well. So if they, you know, if they authorize this, is this a sense maybe just silencing people, opening the door a little bit, but making sure they control the whole deal? I mean, it's possible. I'm not entirely sure how much of silencing could take place. You know, at the end of the day, you have big companies, as you mentioned earlier, who are trying to stifle this movement from taking place. You have Mm -hmm. Apple, you have the Samsungs, you have the big companies, the big corps. Um, and it's evident, you know, they have uh, this um, hold on their uh, intellectual property and uh, they want to make sure that they that you go to them. It's, it's quote unquote, a lifestyle. You know, you have an Apple phone, you have an Apple computer. And if you want to fix that computer or that phone, you go to Apple and that's that's who's going to fix your, your products. But I think as our generation is getting um, more mm-hmm. aware I think they want to be able to fix their own products. They want to be able to save the cost from fixing these things um, and, and being more resourceful about it. So I think I think there is a movement, and I think it's going to come into Canada very soon. And it is. I mean, let's face it, maybe you get like cars. You know, cars yeah. try to get you to go back to the dealer, and they say, you know, you can't use this, and you can't put this oil, and you got to find out, you know, you got to look up when you go to get oil. What your, However, what do you the, do now? I mean, you I just know. go on YouTube. You can just you you got can literally it. fix you it. Got it yourself on YouTube, right? Like, it's just yeah. an incredible movement that's taking place. And and that was an argument that, mm-hmm. that Mr. Coteau was trying to make when he was bringing the legislation in Ontario, which is that, well, when you can do it with your car, why can't you do it with your phone? And so that's what his argument was. But a lot of, I guess, members of parliaments were afraid, you know, well, what if you don't know how to fix your phone and you kind of have like a, a health concern? You know, what if you accidentally shock yourself? What if you hurt yourself in the process? Um, so, you know, there, there are some pros and cons towards this movement, um, but I, I'm not surprised that it's going to take over and it, it's, it's going to come into Canada. It is. It's just going to bust open because once these things happen, they kind of take off. On the other hand, that is going to take a massive, massive bit of their business model out. So they're going to go out kicking and screaming here. Yeah. And and it's going to be interesting to see how um, Apple and Samsung kind of, you know, talk about this. What I am on, what I, under the impression that I have right now is that Mobile Clinic has sort of a partnership mm-hmm. with Samsung and some other, um, you know, manufacturers where they they 
pay to get the original parts and they use those original parts to fix your phone at a cheaper cost. Now, I'm not entirely sure how that would work with you fixing your own parts and being able to get access. Because we own these things. That's the Mm -hmm. thing. It's kind of blown our minds because when you buy something and you own it, you should be able to control it. Only you don't really own it, do you? Uh, No, 100%. And, And that's sort of where the movement is saying, you know, people should have the ability to own every single part of that phone, um, including parts that would be needed to fix the phone. They should have the access to fix a screen if there's a small crack. They should be able to fix a volume button. Um, but, you know, these manufacturers obviously don't want to, to open that door and give that access. Uh, because it would it would bust into their into their business model, and they do. I mean, I, I you know they may uh, kind of do something to silence. I'm not going to hold my breath. I don't know about you. Well, I, I'm I'm going to try to be optimistic, All but right. you know, tread tread the water lightly. All <laughs> right, you're going to be more optimistic. Shruti Shekhar, tech writer at Mobile Syrup. You have a great weekend. Thanks. You too. Take care. All right. You take care, and thank you for joining us.